You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking Rates and Lanes. Let's move on down the Good audio. evening, everyone. This is Rico Mohammed coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. This is the Rates and Lanes podcast. So, tonight I don't have any... Uh, USDA truck market report information because the website is not uh, not providing me with any data. It's not providing me a link. So if anybody else out there is having any better luck than I am with the USDA truck market report, uh, maybe you can post a link of it up in the Rate Per Mile Masters Facebook page. But in the meantime, in between time, we do have the uh, information from DAT Trend Lines for the for this week and I see we got a couple of calls online already. So if you have any questions or anything that we can help you out with, just go ahead and press number one. That'll put you in the queue and we'll try to get to you as soon as we possibly can. But jumping over to the DAT trend lines report and band and reefer rates rise by seven cents this week. Uh rates skyrocketed four to fourth. Week of June 29th through July 5th, spot market rate activity declined 21% last week due to the short week. That included the 4th of July. Rates soared $0.07 cents per mile for both van and reefers, while flatbeds, flatbed rates rose $0.10 cents as shippers rushed to close out the physical quarter on a high note. So that gives you a brief overview of everything that happened as of last week and we're going to jump over into the DAT trend lines for the national van uh, we just go to break it down by segment for the week of June 29th July 5th uh, the load availability and truck load capacity was stable for vans last week on a per diem basis as overall loads as overall low board activity declined 21% due to the short week. That included Independence Day. The national load to truck ratio increased only 1.8 from 4.3 to 4.4 loads to truck. So the, there was a June ratio spike of 51%. The national average load to truck ratio averaged 4.3 vans, <clears throat> 4.3 for vans. In June, a 51% spike compared to May, a 40, and 43% above the level of June 2013. Seasonal trends and overall increased in spot spot market freight volume climbed to drive demand to a typical height. Um, the background information right there, if you're keeping this data, if you're starting to subscribe to these trend lines and, and kind of categorize them, it kind of will help give you a lot more empirical data for your homework as far as being able to kind of gauge the market as far as the seasonality is concerned for whatever type of uh, equipment that you may have. If you got vans, if you got flatbeds, reefers, what have you. If you if you're cataloging this information or have some kind of way of keeping up with this information, it's really good that you can start this. You can start to compile this data and look at it for the upcoming year's trends. Um, 
so you know you can kind of start positioning yourself and start adjusting if you're still on the spot market this time next year you can kind of see what the trends were doing and and can kind of compare one another and put yourself in a better you know uh have your rates closer uh you can kind of adjust your rates closer ahead of time versus being a week behind and trying to catch up is what I'm trying to say in a nutshell. Um, we're going to get back over to the U.S. flatbed demand. And for the week of the 29th through the July 5th, flatbed load availability slipped 24% and truckload capacity declined 29% last week, partially due to reduced activity over the 4th of July holiday weekend. The load to truck ratio increased 7.4% from 43.5 to 46.7 loads per truck. So flatbed demand remains strong. So if you have flatbed step decks, you ought to be seeing really good rates. Um, once again, historical data, June ratio surges 30%. The average load to truck ratio rose 30% in June from 36.4 to 47.3 indicating a surge in demand and seasonal demand for, for the month compared to the ratio of 20.1 in June of 2013. The ratio more than doubled in a 134% increase. Moving on over to reefer demand for the U.S. market. Week of June 29th through July 5th, the low board activity paused for Independence Day. But reefer load availability and truck load capacity declined only 16% instead of the 20% decline expected in a short work week. The load to truck ratio remains stable at 12 loads per truck. The uh, historical data for June ratio rises 51%. The month, the monthly average load to truck ratio for the for June climbed 42% month over month. This is not. Remarkable because June is typically the peak season for reefers. This year's demand is high compared to 2013 as well, as, as well with a 34% increase in the load to truck compared to June 2013. So now we're going to jump back into van rates. We're talking rates now. So specifically on the van side, when it comes down to the rates, we have a six-cent spike boosted through the national average van rate to $2.15 per mile. A new record high rates climbed in many major freight markets, including Buffalo, Charlotte, Chicago, Dallas, and Stockton. So we're going to be jumping around across the country. I'm going to give you the national van rates across the country and up in the Northeast, the national van rate per mile was $1.90. Southeast, for van rates, is $2.48 per mile. Midwest, $2.20 per mile. South Central United States was $2.22 per mile. And out West, for van, the national average rate was $2.51 per mile. Jumping over into the U.S. flatbed rates, the flatbed rate surged $0.10 cents last week to close the quarter at a national average of $2.54 per mile. Flatbed equipment continues to be in high demand, and rates remain strong. 
So once again, we're going to start our uh, journey across the country in the Northeast. The national average for flatbeds in the Northeast was $3.61 per mile. In the Southeast, $2.74 per mile. In the Midwest, $3.23 per mile. South Central United States was $2.97 per mile. And out West, the national flatbed rate was $2.09 per mile on average out West. Um, now jumping on over into the U.S. reefer rates for June 29th through July 5th. Reefer rates rose $0.07 cents last week to $2.49 per mile as growers and grocers paid a premium to deliver fruit and vegetables to retail outlets before the July 4th holiday. So starting up in the northeast, the average reefer rate was $2.26 per mile. Southeast, the average was $2.37 per mile. Midwest was $3.08 per mile, which is leading all segments of the country. And down in the South Central was $2.13 per mile. And out West was $2.57 per mile. So I see that our co-host is online with us. Chad, are you there? Hey there, brother. I'm here. All right. Well, Chad, I gave a rundown on the BAP trend lines. Was there uh yeah. Anything you want to add on to that? I didn't get a chance to look, look at everything. I got the email from DAT. Uh, I like those. Uh, I like the numbers now that uh, DAT put out um, as far as the increase. At what it went up twelve percent, but I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, um, or what was it, eight cents, Rico? Uh, reefer and van went up by eight cents, um, but that had a lot to do with being at the end of the quarter, end of the physical year. People were trying to turn a. Uh, uh, turn a good number for that for the semi end of the you know the that quarter. Um, okay. I'll run down here and tell you. I'll run. I'll tell you uh, what I what my picks of the uh, highest demand states right now with the largest volume with a good with a good percent of uh, loads coming out versus loads coming in. Uh, and on top of that list, now for the quarter, Alabama, Arkansas, California, Georgia, Louisiana, Missouri, North Carolina. South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas. And that's uh, that. That tops my list of states that are just doing better, a whole lot better than all the rest of them. Right, right. Well, it seems that uh, depending upon where you are, it still seems like I'm looking at the national map um, of load to truck ratios across the United States, and it seems that all segments are still pretty viable across the board. Uh, of course, with flatbeds leading the way, uh, flatbed seems to, the market for flatbeds seems to be still extremely strong no matter where you are in the country. It seems to be really, really strong. So uh, I'm hoping that a lot of the flatbedders are taking advantage of their position in the marketplace right now and getting uh, starting to see better rates. Um, is there anything you wanted to uh, Go into as far as something you had to, you wanted to get off with on, on uh, before we get into any calls or anything tonight. Um, well, uh, 
Uh, so I found it now, what I was trying to say. It was a, a seven cents, what I was reading on here from, uh, you probably went over before I was able to get on here. Uh, well, I'm, I'm here in uh, uh, North Carolina. I, I'm just now getting offloaded. Um, I took a great load out of Georgia yesterday. Um, it was out of Atlanta. I got to hang out with Olivia. If, uh, those that know uh, Olivia, she's the admin of Rape from All Masters. And uh, got to ha- hang out with her yesterday, and we uh, – Got to try to book her on a load and book myself on a load at the same time because we were both there in uh, in Atlanta. Had her and her husband in my truck, sort of like what what I did with uh, whenever you were with me and you and Ted were with me uh, at the CMC when I was booking the tr- load out of Kansas City. But I was working on two trucks at that time, so it was a little hectic. But uh, the first load that we came across it was a little now, bit of a now, short run. Now, so, Dad, I got I got to stop you. My feelings are hurt right now. You was in my backyard. You my fiddles. You was in my backyard, and you didn't even call me. I see how you are. <laughs> I didn't know you was at home. I, you, you, I talked to you a while ago, and you said you're at home. Were you at home yesterday? I've been home since last week. Oh man, we could have we could have really uh, took on uh, got some really great rates out there. If I knew you, if I knew that, I, I was on uh, the north uh, east side of Atlanta, and. Uh, I don't, well, I don't know where, whereabouts you are in Atlanta, but it seems like anywhere you go in Atlanta, it takes like 30 minutes um, to get there. It'd be 10 miles <laughs> on the road, take 30 minutes to get there. Yeah, that's about but, the size. Yeah. But I had them, uh, yeah, that would have been awesome if we all got, at least got to go out to eat. But Olivia took, Olivia and her husband took me out to eat and uh, brought brought me back. We got started a little late. They uh, they had a lot of talking to do with me and uh what to each other? We we were we, it was fun getting to talk to each other and uh, talk about rates and stuff. Anyway, so we're in the truck and we're uh, looking for loads and we're looking for a team load and a solo load at the same time. And uh, uh, the calls coming in, negotiating the loads and uh, and uh, Olivia, I had her uh, be the scribe for the event and uh, she was she was taking all the notes and I would uh, try to say out loud what I wanted her to take notes on and. Because I, I try to do it in a slower pace instead of just quoting. Lo- and since we're, you know, booking their truck as well, uh, I wanted to I wanted to question both of them because they're out there as a team, and I wanted to get Olivia's high number along with her husband's high number. And w- what's their high number? I always like to work on two different numbers. What's the high number? And then when we get to the negotiation part of it, what's the lowest number we're going to go to? Well, the husband he was uh, he was pretty pretty high up there, and uh, which no problem with that. But uh, and, and Olivia was a little bit lower than that. But both of them communicating, we were able to come up with with both those numbers, and uh, so that was really fun doing that. And uh, we got a load, a really good load for them, uh, thirty three eighty five, I think that's what it came to to go from uh, uh, Atlanta. They had a little bit of a deadhead and uh, went to Mi- Michigan, with two or three stops up there. We got them that, but that was the but that that load actually fell through. Uh, we got it booked with JB Hunt, and I guess they realized they paid us too much. And before they sent the rate sheet, they canceled the load. Um, but I was, uh, uh, but they were already. Love it when that happens. Time for me to say again. So you got to love it when that happens. Oh, and oh, it, it kills me. And, and especially, see, I was running that. Well, I was sort of booked that load under my MC number, but not book it. I I uh, negotiated it based on. They were they called me based on because it was my truck being posted and I did all the negotiation part of it and uh, so to see them up and they could have done that to me and uh, and so I, I sort of I, I took offense to it and uh, um, as soon as Olivia told me that I, I called them up and 
I'm like, and so I got got into the discussion with the agent. Well, the agents that they they knew right away that that they didn't want it, that that they didn't they wanted to pass me on to someone higher up than themselves because they weren't going they weren't able to answer none of my questions that I was coming at them. And I was coming at them pretty fast with some questions. I wanted answers. How how are you going to book us a load and then turn around and tell us that that. They, they were. They said, "Well, our customers only giving us fourteen hundred, and we're and we we can't just give you thirty three hundred. Well, well, then why did you agree to it? You agreed to it. You told them. You told the team to, to that they need to be there at this time, at this location, at this time. They're rushing home to grab their truck to head off and do it. And uh, and I handed the hand the phone over to Olivia so she could finish the deal with them. And um, they did all this. And uh, and so anyway, they got me. They said they got me transferred to the guy higher up. And. Uh, and he's like, well, they shouldn't. My, the, the agents working under him should not have uh, should not have done that. He was like the director of that department, and uh, I had a pretty good heated discussion with him. And uh, and I and my, but my words to him was like, okay, so for now on, I mean, if this is the way it is for now on, I'm not talking to the people that you, that's employed by you. I'm going to start talking to you for. I'm going to ask for you specifically. I don't care about your people that work for you because they we can't do nothing with them, you know. I can maybe they can pass the word here and there, but they I really can't do no negotiation whenever they're uh, they're playing the role of doing the negotiation. I really can't even do that with them because they have no power to do that unless they're just passing word on to you. And then anyway, yeah, it was a bad it was a bad deal. But uh, I was I was the first load we uh, we grabbed um, was the load I took, and it's it's good that I took it because I wouldn't want a team on this load. This load the load that I took uh, has turned out not to be so. Uh, so great! It came out of uh, the bottom part of Atlanta, like bottom part of Atlanta. I can't remember the name of the city, but altogether it was like 464 miles, I believe. Uh, deadhead and loaded, paying 1,800, and uh, so it was a little less on the miles. And uh, it was sort of towards the end of the day, and I offered it to Olivia and her husband, and uh, they go, went ahead and gave it to me uh, to do it. So I came out to right about four dollars a mile. The bad thing about it is that here you see what time it is now that I'm getting off that I just now got offloaded and uh, uh, the phone I'm not getting very much a volume of phone calls coming in, um, so it, this could be a day that I have to sit, spend the night here and try to look for something early in the morning. Eh, not no big deal. I got a I, you know I got a really good rate coming up here uh, um, at four dollars a mile, so I could suck it up if, if that's what happens, but posting myself and I'll keep looking and if uh, someone posts the uh, post a load in the middle of the night you know uh hopefully I can be the first one to call in on it and and offer my rate and my service uh, to to be able to move that load um that that's uh it's been my last two days man see yeah I'm, I'm missing all the excitement I'm, I'm at home having a deal uh was doing a little preventive maintenance today um replace all the belts and stuff on my truck and come lo and behold the uh tensioner the tensioner uh on my belt uh screw broke off on there and having to wait till tomorrow and get that part ordered in until we get the truck put back together and be ready to roll. But rather be doing this stuff at home than out there somewhere on the road. Absolutely. Uh, look, yeah, I I'm with you on that. Uh um oh and uh another thing that I wanted to bring up was uh the lady Melissa that uh called in on the last podcast um I, i've been working with her maybe three times we've been talking and just 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 some small minor coaching uh, i've been really busy so i haven't been able to do a whole lot with her and she's been busy as well and she does uh step deck so a lot of times when i'm talking to her she's in the middle of strapping the load down and or uh 
getting offloaded and or in the middle of running through Dallas traffic or something like that. Anyway, but one time I've been talking to her and giving her some pointers, some a little bit of advice and seeing what she's doing. I wish I had a, lo- a whole lot more time than I'm going to uh, where, uh, where when she goes to get the load, I'm, I'm, you know, right there along with her the whole the way, all the way through. But uh, got got some positive feedback from her today. Um, somewhere in Oklahoma, going from Oklahoma to uh, Maine on a step deck, uh, paying six thousand over $6,000. I can't remember the exact number, but it was over six thousand uh, dollars. But she was thrilled about. It. I was too. I mean, she booked it herself, and uh, um, she she was happy that she was able. She negotiated it and got what she got what she wanted out of it. It's a light load of air conditioning stuff, so uh, we're making some progress there with that caller. All right, cool. Well, speaking of uh, updates from last week, we got uh, like Ben got a. Being called in last week on a load from Florida, I think this was the gentleman that was leased on to someone that was trying to get a load. So let's get let's go over to Ben. It's, hey Ben, this is Rico and Chad. How can we help? Hi guys, how's it going today? All right, yourself. Um, good. I just wanted to call and give you an update. What ended up happening here with this load was uh, I came, I left Minneapolis, Minnesota, and went down to Orlando. And what it was is I had 5,000 pounds of structural steel to drop down there for the customer and then take the other 30,000 pounds and bring it up to Kingsport, Tennessee. So I wouldn't have been able to get anything else on the trailer like I thought I was going to. Um, So it all worked out. Um, And then I got up here and I got, I just deadheaded 24 miles over to Bristol, picked up a load, and I'm on my way over to Missouri with a decent paying load, so. It sounds like you had a good week last weekend this week. Yeah, it's not turning out to be too bad. So I decided I'd call and give a little bit of an update. I know there's um, one caller after me there that, that, uh, he had some valid points, and I just uh, I took those into consideration, and uh, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's one thing that you know. Glad that you 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 kept listening last week because that was one thing when he was talking about. Um, I think it was Joe that called in, and he was talking was telling us about you know, um, you know, you may trying to get more revenue on the truck, you may actually end up screwing up the customer because. Um, they're paying for you to do the deadhead and, and you need to be there at a certain time. And if you got another load on the truck and you can't, you have, you run into a hiccup or something and you can't get that load off, then there, there may be a problem. So, um, you know, that's the great thing about having group thought and having group, you know, saying somebody else may see something where some of us, we may drop the ball, but somebody else is seeing and looking and willing to contribute. And we benefit from, from the entire group can benefit from, just a few people willing to step out there and, and, and put examples out there. So yeah, that that was a, that was a great point that Joe brought up last week. Um, so yeah, Ben, we appreciate the call in and the update on, on that load right there. Anything else you got? You want to add any any questions you got? Anything we can help you out with this week? Um, no, not at this time. But I do enjoy listening to you guys, and I I am learning a lot from you, and I hope that this uh, great group continues making strides forward, you know, to make this industry a, a better place for everybody to 
want to come and work. Hey, well, we appreciate it, Ben. We're going to, we're definitely going to try to do our part in, in, in trying to make the industry a better place. Um, and for everybody that's on hold right now, if you have any questions and you want to know anything about a rate or a lane or anything specifically like that or anything else that uh, myself or Chad might be able to help you out with, just go ahead and press that number one key that will put you in the queue for to let us know that you're ready to come on board and chat with us. We definitely encourage user interaction. We want to have uh, give and take back and forth with the callers so that we can, if you have any questions, anything that we can address that might be able to help you out on your way, uh, maybe we might be able to point some things out and uh, help you along and get you up to getting some better rates. So, Chad, this week you said you were in Georgia. You didn't have any problems getting out of Georgia, I would assume. Now, earlier you gave us a rundown of what you what you call your top ten states. I forgot to ask you when you was giving us the rundown. Now, was that was that uh, you told us what is your number one? Did you give them an order, or did you did you go from ten, ten, nine, eight, seven? Uh, I just ran it down in alphabetical order. Um, number one. Uh, number one yesterday was definitely Georgia and I played South Carolina as being number two. Um, and, uh, as far as, as far as Vance. Yeah. For Van. Yeah. I guess I should run the, I should have these numbers for uh, all the other. And I, sometimes I do that and I post it. Uh, but this is, this is a, a chart that I make for myself every day. Uh, just look at the number of, uh, the number of vans, van loads coming into a state and the number of, uh, the number of posted loads that brokers have posted loads going into the state and the number of posted loads coming out of the state. And, uh, and by doing that, I create my chart and I use Excel and then, and then I divide one, the one number by the other to get the percent and anything over a hundred percent. It means that there's a little bit more, uh, anything over a hundred percent, there's more, the way I got it set up, there's more freight coming out of the state than coming in. And, uh, that, that's less, less competition and uh, rates are more going to be more in my favor. Right. And definitely, man, Georgia is for all three segments is just knocking the cover off of the ball. And particularly uh, Atlanta, I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on the board here and I'm looking, I'm showing 5,063 loads in the Atlanta market and I'm showing only 767 trucks available for driving yeah and the thing that i look at along with your number my number was pretty close to that uh when i ran it my uh the number when i ran it was 4153 but that was at that moment when we ran it um of load of a of number of posted loads coming out of georgia and 1934 loads posted throughout america that's coming to georgia that brokers that posted you know right at that very moment and uh um, which is a 214% uh, positive. And, but the thing is, is that that uh, 4,000 mark is, uh, is also a large volume. I would say, for, and that's for the whole exactly. state of Georgia, that is, uh, that is, there's only one state on here that's beating Georgia. We'll take a guess, Rico, what state would be beating Georgia and the volume of posted loads coming out of that state? What state would you think it is? Hmm. Right now, I would probably say I would probably say South Carolina. Uh, no, no, they do. Have, South Carolina has a a, a um, 
slightly better percent, but the volume coming out of Georgia makes it a better state, in my opinion, because it's got so much of a larger volume. Uh, on my chart, the, the volume coming out of South Carolina is 1,878 versus 780 loads coming into the state, which gives it a percentage of 240, but the volume's a little lower compared to Georgia. State that has the largest volume, it would be South, it would be uh, Texas. But look how big Texas is versus yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm looking at now. I'm looking at I'm looking at state. I, I switched my program over to states, and yes, Texas is booming. Fourteen thousand uh, loads well, coming out of Texas. Yeah, but look how big the whole entire state is compared to the size yeah. of Georgia is, and we got that much freight coming out of that one, you know, small state compared to what Texas is. Right, because I'm showing when I'm looking over, when I just compare the entire state of Georgia. I'm, there's a total of nine thousand eight hundred sixty-nine loads coming uh, out of Georgia right now. And Georgia is yeah. nowhere near. I mean, you, you probably could fit three Georgias inside of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and it means that we're talking about a whole entire state. And when I run these numbers and I look at this, uh, another thing that, that I pay attention to is uh, just because it's got a large volume, you know, all these those the things that I look at uh, for as far as volume and percent, uh, are are strong indicators that I'm going to do good coming out of that state. But uh, for instance, the there's a, uh, the state of Arkansas uh, that's phenomenally always got good numbers. But I've been there, and and uh, um, it's it, it just it all depends on where you're at in Arkansas whether you get those great numbers or not. Like you can be in if you're pretty close to if you can deadhead the Little Rock without a whole lot of deadhead, uh, then you can do pretty good. Little Rock or or uh, Memphis. Um, if you're in those areas, then you do pretty good. But when you start getting to the western part of the state, it seems like it's harder to, for me, harder to find that, that spot freight loads that, that brokers are trying to move. Yeah, and, and you get to uh, being, you know, different areas of Arkansas. I mean, it's just like, um, you know, how, how people talk about Florida. And, and it's, a, it's a great example, you know, where the, where you're in, you're in a state that's either a a consuming state or a producing state, and and in certain areas inside of states, you, you run into that same little conundrum where you have areas of, of tremendous production, and then you have areas that are just particularly a consumer um, that there's really not nothing coming out of there. They're not producing anything um, in those particular right. areas in the state. Um, yeah, looks like we have a caller on the line, Bruce. Is in South Carolina. Let's go to Bruce and see what he has for us tonight. Hey, how y'all doing today? Bruce, uh, we're yes, well in yourself. We can, we can hear you loud and clear. Okay, my question is, I'm in the process of branching out, getting my own authority, which I got all this, all that good stuff set up. And I've been running, while I was leased to my other company, I was running their plates. And I've got the paperwork process to go to to Blythewood to get my base place and if the sticker. But I was wondering, since I've been already had my truck previously and with some other companies tag on it, because I bought the truck last year in September, when I go to South Carolina, do y'all know if, do y'all know if they're going to hit me with sales tax and property tax before I get my base place? I know, Rico, you're from South Carolina, correct? Yes, okay. actually, uh, I got my authority set up in South Carolina initially. I'm in Georgia now. 
But uh, no, you, you you should have already paid your sales tax and everything from from when you done all that. But you just want to make sure that when you head down to Blythewood that you do have a current 2290, that you have, you do have your current uh, heavy highway usage and all that, your UCR. You're going to want to have all that stuff taken uh, taken care of before you get down there because if not, they will um, uh, prolong the process down there in, in South Carolina. Uh, young lady at the desk, if you go down there, named Wilma, she helped us out tremendously when we went down there a couple of times. Uh, when I was doing some, I had some on, other owner-operators that were leased on. Um, but, yeah, as long as you got your paperwork and everything, and, the, and you should have, like, a little checklist. that uh, South Carolina has a little, uh, I think you can go to their web portal, and they should have, like, a little checklist of everything that you need to have before you get down there. And as long as you got those things, you should be uh, in and out fairly quickly, uh, okay. all things considered. Um, okay. what, what type of equipment? What type of equipment you gonna be running? I'm running a um, 52 step low pro. Step low pro. So okay. So you you uh, you looking for any direct customers yet? Well, I'm 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 working that out. Um, I was currently well, currently leased to Landstar, and um, so I'm um, in my area. There's a few manufacturers, and I got some things I'm working on, and. Um, so that's coming on. That's coming out pretty good. Um, I'm looking to maybe do some um, work with Landstar and Mercer and a couple of brokers that I've dealt with uh, while I was leased to Landstar. I made some good contacts with them, so we've I've got myself signed up with them, and um, so I'm in the process now of getting the base plates. And um, this is just the last because it, it's been a long. My lien holder had to. It was a Minnesota title. They had to send it to Carolina to get it registered, and they had to do that, but they misplaced it, and it was a long journey. So they finally got all that taken care of, so South Carolina got all that ready for me to get a base place now. And my company that was doing the paperwork, I was just wondering, am I going to have to pay sales tax um, through South Carolina and property tax um, before I go back and get my tag? Um. Okay. So yeah, I I may have misspoke. You probably will have to pay those because you're going to be registering in South Carolina now. So you probably will get hit with some of those taxes. Um, it's it's they're 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 a little they're a little peculiar that way in South Carolina. <laughs> but yeah, you you're probably going to get hit with the sales tax in the uh, in the property tax as well. But it should it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be um, anything crazy. It's, it's not going, nothing that's going to break the bank. Um, okay. Okay. And like I said, and the ladies, the ladies down there uh, at the uh, motor carrier division down there in Blythewood, they, they, uh, as long as you go in there with the right attitude, let me preface it by right. that. You know, you go in there with the right attitude, and and you, you're kind of personable. You know, you know, maybe go in there with a little sense of humor and make them laugh or whatever. And and they're more, they were more than willing to help us out when we went down. Um, okay. Like I said, it's funny. I still can remember the young lady's name is still in my head. Like I said, her name was Wilma, but she she helped us out. Uh, because I was down there maybe four times, uh, back a couple of years back. We had a bunch of. Uh, I had a few people that I was uh, leasing on under my authority back in back a couple of years back, and uh, so I was down there on a regular basis. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, like I said, this is a new adventure, and I'm excited about it. I got some great things working, and um, like I said, I'm gonna start working on me some direct shippers, 
and um, try to make this thing happen. You know, try, I'm going to make it happen, and I'm very excited well, Bruce, about it. Bruce, congratulations. Uh, do you know what part of the country you're going to be focusing on in particular? Maybe we can help you all maybe run some rates for you real quick, or if you got any questions uh, on any lanes that you might might want to target. Well, I'm um, well. just last year, I, I did bought a, uh, a trade mother truck, and it got me a, a California compliance. Um, but I'm going to be focusing on, I would say, from the um, mid-half of um, the northeast, um, northeast mid-half, well, let's say from Virginia down to the Texas, I guess from, let's say, North Carolina line down to about, to about Texas, Midwest, um, um, Missouri, Ohio, North Carolina, or Missouri, Ohio, Kentucky, Indy, and, um, and I while well, I was currently leased the last star, I did go into the province of, of Ontario, Saskatchewan, um, Alberta. So I'll be looking at some of the Canada as well because I'm getting myself set up for cross over the, across the border as well. What's your thoughts? So, so once you get well, once you get um, your, your, we have another group. Once you get everything active, uh, you might want to come over and ask to join the motor carrier meetup. Um, on that on that on Facebook page, the motor carrier meetup, we that's more specifically towards motor carriers versus guys that are leased leased on. So and once you get your authority, of course you're considered then a motor carrier. But I would as I far as um, as far as suggestions, um I like if you you just got one truck or you just you running one or two trucks? One truck right now. One truck. Okay. My suggestion is um, to try to focus on a, maybe a couple of prim- primary areas. That way you okay. can be going back and forth and start to develop relationships with people in those lanes in those particular cities. Um, okay. It, it, now, what you may give up, you know, just th- all things considered, this is what I like to do. Um, and and Chad can give you the Chad can give you the 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 opposite of what I do. Um, I focus on just primarily southeast, and and I got a couple of cities that I'm really trying to target and and lock down on. But when I give up by doing that, I give up the tr- you know uh, some of my negotiating leverage because I'm not willing to go any and everywhere. Um, but but by me giving that up, I'm able to. Uh, I'm still able to make a nice living doing what it is that I like to do and servicing the areas that I like to service. Uh, so, so I don't go above. Basically, I, don't, I really don't go above the Mason-Dixon line. Nothing against going above the Mason-Dixon. <laughs> okay. But I'm primarily a, I'm, I'm pr- primarily a southeast uh, uh, a southeastern carrier. I, I primarily focus on all my service from Georgia. No further, no further north than Virginia, and no further west than Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, so I, I kind of stay in that little box right there, um, right. and and it gives me opportunity, like I said, to to begin to build relationships and target in certain cities the uh, stuff that I want to go after. And what 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 city do you stay in in South Carolina? Aiken, outside of Augusta, Georgia. Okay, okay, so right there in Aiken. Well, um, like I was telling the young lady last week, um, Husqvarna, you know, they have uh, – it's either Husqvarna or Kubota. I forget which one, because both of them got the orange tractors. But, you know, they got a distribution uh, spot up there outside of Columbia. 
Okay, um, I know Husqvarna. The, I know Husqvarna for that Orangeburg. Right. Right. And. Uh, and so, so that's yeah. So, so th- that's something that you might want to focus. You might want to focus on that. And I know that there's a place outside of Columbia. Um, I, when I was doing, when I was trying to build up my brokerage, I was getting a lot of emails from uh, a place outside of Columbia that does the uh, the, the steel and aluminum coils. I don't know if um, you, you're familiar with the, that place, but I know it's a place right outside of Columbia. I, I used to have them on my email list. I used to get emails from them daily um, that has some stuff going on down there. So, it, it, so if you can increase your availability as far as going to you know, going the direct route, then that will give you an opportunity to um, get better rates as well. But in order to have that availability and stuff, people are going to want to know, you know, how 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 much of a regular basis. That's why I focus on the areas that I focus on because they'll generally. I don't necessarily have to post my truck, and I always I always get phone calls because they know generally I got a truck in that particular area in the southeast. So they're always calling calling me and saying, "Hey, is your truck available here? Or is your truck available here today?" Um, and that's something that you can build up. Once, once your customers learn and know that you pretty much always have a truck available in an area. Okay. Um, Chad, you want to you, – When you say you I'm post your truck – When you say post your truck, because I just recently joined the link that Chad gave me, but, uh, the, the link that he gave us for, the, for uh, that low board, right. I just recently joined that. Because my authority is active now. Like I said, this, the tag thing is just the last part of it. Um, I just recently, I think last week or first part of this week, uh, I think it was last week, got with uh, that, and they got to set up in the, on the computer and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, congratulations again on getting your authority. Chad, you got anything you want to throw in? Uh, st- now, now that you got that active, start studying it. This is a good until you get rolling. This is a good time to start looking at uh, all the information. Soak it in. This is a good time to read everything you can read on there. Uh, the different screens, the different ways uh, to, to use. To, you know, to use that uh, Trucker's Edge load board, um, get yourself very familiar with it, and uh, like, for, and uh, and uh, whatever. What day do you think you'll be uh, posting your truck for the first time? Well, um, I'm still. I'm married, my wife and I. I'm I'm looking at probably um, the first of, the first of August because my wife and I we're getting ready to go on vacation. And I feel like I've been home forever in a day. We get ready to go on vacation. And I'm gonna be gone for about two three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I've been home since the 18th, you know. Yeah, ain't, no, ain't nothing wrong with that, Bruce. It just, it just goes to show that if you can afford to be home like that, hey, you must be doing something right. Well, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, well, um, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm coming from Landstar, so I made some good moves and made some money, and I'm just ready to take my business to the next level, to the next plateau. And um, so uh, we're going on vacation out to Vegas, so we're going to be out there for a couple uh, for a week, but I'm going to um, – Oh, I'm, I'm gonna take a load out that way, take a load back, and then the South Carolina thing will be cleared up by then. So I won't be looking to post my truck um, around by like the first of August. Okay, well, and I, make I sure, gonna... make sure. One other thing, just to throw out there, you said you're getting your, your authority and everything active. Jump on. Uh, make sure you get signed up with Nasty so that you can get those good fuel discounts and stuff like that, so that you you're not paying through the nose for your fuel. Right, I already got that in the working too. Matter of fact, I talked to the gentleman yesterday. He said I'm in the last stages of it, so I should be receiving my fuel card and all that stuff back with a matter of days now. Cool beans, man! You, 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 you yeah. on top of it. 
Well, yeah, I, I, uh, getting getting set up the right way. I took these last three weeks off, um, you know, because <laughs> you know it's an ironic faxing. When people send you paperwork, they send you 15, 20 pages, and my fax machine went down on me, so I got to buy me another fax machine, and everybody wants $2 a page, and, you know, I'm taking this opportunity out now to get with the people I need to get with, so it's much easier telling this paperwork here at the house versus being on the road. And, um, well, I'll tell you another little. I'll tell you another little trick on that fax on, on that faxing stuff too. Uh, uh-huh. Don't necessarily have to go get you another fax machine. As long as you got a regular printer, go get you an, get you an account set up for eFax. Go on eFax. Okay. Just go on Google eFax, and there's all kind of eFax companies out there available. And and okay. uh, while you're in the truck, my my truck is basically a virtual office. I have everything that I need, even though my wife does the majority of my stuff, but on occasion she's not available and I have to do stuff on my own. I have everything that I need to do inside of my truck to take care of, of, of rate confirmations, faxing, and all that stuff. Uh, get Go to Walmart, go buy your uh, – you can probably get, pick you up a nice cheap little printer that you can uh, plug into your truck for maybe 40 bucks, and with the, with the scanner of, uh, capabilities on it. So when you get a fax, the fax will come directly to your email. You can print it off in your truck. You can sign it. Or if you if you get a little bit more computer savvy, you can do an e-signature right on your computer, and you don't even have to print it off and just uh, save that document and turn around and, and fax your uh, setup packages and all that stuff back into the broker right there from the cab of your computer as long as you got an Internet connection. Now, so, that, 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 that's kind of – high tech for me, so I'm gonna have to kinda of learn about that and maybe get you to explain it to me a little bit more because that's getting that's that's getting a little fancy for me. Well <laughs> it's not it's not uh don't don't let me scare you off on it. Uh you may want to try um like I say, go into if you're a little bit computer literate or whatever, just go on Google and, and Google uh E facts. And they'll they have like videos and tutorials that can help step you through it step by step. But don't 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 let that intimidate you. Don't, don't it's 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 really not that um it's really not that high tech. It's just um, it'll help bring you uh, untied a cord from being tied down to a, a regular fax machine that the, you know the traditional fax machine. It just helps you um, be more um, up to date as far as you're not having to sit there and wait by that. Particular traditional fax machine, it'll come directly to your email. So if you got a smartphone or anything like that, you can still see all of your faxes as they come in in real time through your email. Okay, okay. You know what? I think I had that thing years ago called Rapid Fax, and they it gave me and, and my faxes came in through email. So I might look, look that back up. I appreciate that. That was many years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit better that you know it helps eliminate the cost of sitting there having to have another uh, another phone line just dedicated dedicated solely towards the purposes of faxes. Right, because the truck stops they burn you up two dollars a page to receive and send, and I'm like, man, that is that's that's kind of rough. And when you got 18 pages to send back, that exactly kind of, that's kind of hefty. But um, I'm 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 very much interested in this thing. I'm looking forward to it, and I feel good about it. And like I said, I've been doing my due diligence while I've been home, um, making my contacts and re- doing all the reading I can and, uh, like I say, touching bases. Well, one of my things I've been doing um, while I was with Landstar, 
I, I've been putting myself a broker list together of some of the customers I service while I put the load through as a PCO. And just been, like I say, um, um, making myself a list and some of the customers that we service and found out who the broker was and just been making some phone calls. And um, so that's been working out pretty good for me. And um, Yeah, so, yeah, so keep those we, contacts. Yeah, keep those contacts and make you know make those contacts back with those uh, back with those agents or whatever, and, and develop that relationship with those agents. And, and once they, well, you know, you know how it was the system works at Landstar. Once you develop that core relationship with that with that particular agent or whatever, uh, like some of the, some of my friends at Landstar told me, some of those loads somebody got to die before you ever even see it go on the load board because they won't even make it to the load board. Right, right. <laughs> But um, uh, but that that was my question about the um. I'm not gonna tap because I get somebody else chance to come in. But I was just wondering about South Carolina before I go up that way Friday. Would I be? I know I know basically what my tax gonna cost me. But I was wondering if they gonna throw a surprise on me for um um sales tax, property tax, and all that good stuff because Carolina wants that money. Yeah, yeah. Just get yeah. Just get um. Uh, take your time. Uh, uh, like I said, they, they're more than willing to help you out down there. Uh, okay. Really, really good people down. It was, I, I had a good experience. Unlike other times, you know, you, like I said, everything everything is about relate about how you approach the situation as well. And sometimes people, when they go to the DMV, they automatically have it set up in their mind that they, you know, got an attitude or whatever. And just go in there and put a smile on somebody's face, and you'll be surprised how far that'll get you. Okay. And this other group you said is called Tip Another Group again. Name I need to join. Uh, Motor Carrier Meetup. Motor carry meetup, so I can just go. Uh, that's on Facebook. Just uh, put that search in there, and it will pop up also as well. Yes, sir. It certainly will. And, okay, uh, and, and, and what, like I say, over in that group, we talk a little bit more in depth things about uh, more more things, more than just uh, rates and lanes over there. Okay, then. Well, I look forward to joining that and see about becoming a member. All right. Well, we appreciate hey, uh, it, Bruce. Congratulations hey. again. Thank you, sir. He still. He, He's still on. He's still on, Chad. Go ahead. Hey, uh, hey, I wonder. Hey, uh, you joined through the Truckers Edge. You took, used the promo code, and uh, you said you're going to be posting your truck around the first of August. Uh, yes. Yeah. My name's Chad Boblett. Send, send me a private message with your phone number, and uh, okay. and we'll schedule. A, and I'll help you out with your first load if you want to. Um, you know, when you get ready to get started, if you want that, if you want that help. Okay, because I know that load board's a little bit different from the Landstar board, so. Um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll walk you through it. I'll stay on there with you all the way through uh, getting, you know, getting picking that first load. If that's the way you go, you're also going to be looking for uh, direct shippers. You might have one of those by then, you know, that's going to bring you out of wherever you are now. But uh, you're going to be looking for that backhaul load. Uh, the load board will be good for that on helping you find that backhaul load. And uh, so whatever, you know, yeah, uh, shoot me a message, and uh, I'll definitely help you out on that. Okay, because the way I normally run, I generally, once I leave the house, I normally run three weeks to take a week off. That, that, That's the uh, way to do it. You stay, how, how many weeks you stay up? I stay, you know, stay up about three weeks straight and take a week off. I I, I used to do that. I, I used to do that all the time. Now it's like well, more like two weeks a week. I'm, uh, but, I, I mean, rates have gotten better. I mean, well, hey, do uh, you care if I ask uh, how did you do at Landstar? You know, you're, you're just now leaving them. and. Uh, uh, was it, was it good over there? Yeah, I I I, I have no quarrels with that. So, you know, it's just I just look at that, just kind of leaving a little money on the table. And I'm I I I, I won't stop greedy, but 
I look at the fact that for what I'm for what for the work that they're doing, I figure I could do that for myself and I have I have nothing to take away last time. They got they got strong freight, but I'm just in the frame of mind, I wanna take my business to the next level. And um I have some good rates and um like I said with them I ran three weeks and took a week off. And um no, sir. and I yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say that that shows that uh, yeah, but, but being able to set yourself up like that, uh, taking through I I during you know all probably a good majority of 2013 that's the way I ran, and uh, uh, so that that's a good way that's a, that's a whole lot better than what it was as a company driver. Uh, when I was a company driver, it'd be like you're out uh, you're out for the whole week 70 hours and they'd get you home just in just in time to do a 34 hour restart, and every year they'd give you one week off. You know, for vacation, so that's a lot better way to do that than uh, than uh, you know being an owner operator. There's there's definitely huge rewards, but that goes to show that you did really do good over at Landstar with what you were doing. Um, and is it, are you going to continue with drive or uh, is your operation going to be drive van? No, I'm I'm running a step deck and I'm looking step to deck, okay. uh, I'm running a step deck low pro and I'm looking to try to put a deal together. Um, I got my eye on a. Um, a double drop RG and also as well. I'm not gonna get into the big heavy Ooh. heavy haul. I'm not getting into the big heavy heavy haul. But I like dealing with chains and binders and more equipment. So I gotta be in a general of trying to put a deal together. So I'm looking to have best of both worlds with my step deck, either with the double drop RG and also as well. Are you familiar? Can you can you do oversized loads do you, uh, as long as it ain't too heavy? Yeah, I can do. Right now I do oversized. Matter of fact, I got an oversized I'm picking up. Um, um, tomorrow and head down to San Diego. I um I try to stay up on the twelve wide and I try to stay um thirteen, six, maybe I might push over to fourteen. So um I try to stay up on the twelve. And I try to stay up under uh once I get the RT in, I'm not interested in going over um sixty, seventy thousand pounds, something like eighty thousand well around sixty to seventy thousand pounds. I don't want to get in that big heavy heavy stuff. I'm, I'm working with a lady that does step back now. Um, and for someone that does oversize, that's got to be, I would be, it'd be very interesting to negotiate an oversized load because uh, it's such a niche. I mean, there ain't a whole lot of you guys out there that'll take on that challenge, but then there ain't a whole lot of the oversized loads going on. But, uh, you know, it means that you're like the only one and this company needs this oversized load taken and you, you have the ability to be able to do that. Uh, the negotiation part of that's got to be extreme. And, I mean, the, the thousands and thousands of dollars you can rack onto that. Uh, you know, if this gets the company, uh, is the company going to sweat this? Uh, you know, you're probably hauling equipment that, uh, or uh, yeah, I would say equipment that costs in the ranges of uh, four or five hundred thousand dollars. You know, is uh, is is ten or twenty thousand dollars going to be a big deal to get it moved safely, or you know, one of those windmill props, or you know, things like that. Uh, those, those things got to cost a lot of money, and uh, I don't think uh, nobody's going to really sweat with it. You know, maybe it's a million dollars. I had a friend that did a, a Apache helicopter. I think he said it was like a ten million dollar helicopter. Uh, he didn't negotiate it, but something like that. Is someone really going to uh, uh, sweat? You know, uh, five, ten thousand dollars. I don't know, but it would be fun to be a part of that. And, uh, and if you call me, I'm going to try to entertain that uh, when when we do that. Okay, I look forward to doing that, sir. Okay, cool. All right, I appreciate it. Uh, I'll sit back um, on the radio. All right, Bruce, we appreciate it again. Uh, congratulations again. Um, and that's exciting. 
got Jim. Jim wants to know about how to get started with his own authority and insurance. Jim, are you there? Yes, sir, Rico. I'm here. All right. You're on with, you're on with uh, me and Chad. How can we help you out tonight? Well, I, I made I called Nasdaq today. I've never called them before, and you know, because I I don't know anything about getting the authority. You know, I'm not good with organiz. You know, I'm good with running our trust very efficiently, but I'm not a good paperwork document kind of person. So I figure I'm not the. I've heard some people say, well, maybe you should just do it yourself with online guidance, but Nasdaq only wants 650 to help me do the whole thing. So I was just going to ask both of your opinion on. Is that who both of you used, or did you use OIDA, or did you do it yourself? And then also, when I was on the phone with them, we haul drive. I'm with Roadrunner right now, hauling drive, man, and we haul hazardous materials. As a matter of fact, I, I took one of their truckload divisions. Right now, I'm getting 208 from uh, Houston up to uh, uh, Fredericksburg, PA, I'm driving right now, which is much stronger than our normal rate of about $1.55 or 60 with fuel. So I'm seeing that the market is there, just running some of their truckload stuff. Uh, but I was wondering, in terms of insurance, what should I get a high enough insurance to get some of these hazardous materials loads, you know, or or is that not worth it? So those are my two questions for now. Is in terms of actually getting the authority, should I just let Nastic do it for the 650? And what kind of insurance? What 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 kind? What you know, I know I know I've heard not to not get. A-rated. I've heard not to get oitis because it's not A-rated, and some companies won't uh, give you a load with that with uh, OIDA insurance. So I'm not even gonna go down that road. So, but but Nastic said there's is A-rated. Um, that's it. Yeah, Nastic is Nastic is more of a more of an insurance broker. They're gonna shop you to uh, a variety of of different insurance companies, and they're gonna come back with. Um, with whoever comes back with the best rates as far as the insurance is concerned. Um, setting okay. up the authority, um, I went through a gentleman that was on Kevin Rutherford's show uh, a couple of years back. His name was Rex Evilsizer. I don't know if you can Google him on uh, Rex Evilsizer, but uh, our good friend Kenny Long is, is a proponent of doing it yourself, knowing how to do it yourself. Um, I didn't do mine myself. Um I just didn't really want to sit down and, and some, there's a time value equated to money. And even though this, like Kenny said, it didn't really didn't take that long and it really wasn't that difficult. Um, I thought that I could use my time wisely in another arena, another area, as far as like maybe looking for customers or whatever, versus trying to sit down and do, uh, do get the authority portion straightened out. Um, I, I've heard good things about Nastic um, as far as them setting you up with the, the authority and getting you everything that you need to do. Um, the insurance over at Nastic, I know, is, is really good. Uh, the companies that they shop you with, they're going all all those are good top rated companies. Um, so definitely, you're starting out on the right foot by by getting the association with Nastic. Chad, what what do you think? How did you how did you get started? I think both of us had somebody else set up our authorities though. Okay. No, but yeah, I I used uh, I used someone else as well, and there's really no reason to give their name because I paid. I was uneducated at the time and paid way too much to get it done. If you can get it, I would I would more recommend Nastic just because it's more of a trustworthy company than than the people that I used. But uh, uh, my friend uh, Tom, he's on the Rape Mount Masters Facebook group page. Uh, 
uh, Tom is like one of the first people that joined the group uh, when I first started. Uh, he, he he got his authority through Nastic, and he was actually their very first customer. They learned off of him on how to get on how to set up, on how to get someone their authority. Um, now the uh, the insurance thing uh, this year was the uh, I shopped I shopped my insurance uh, through the people that I normally use, and then I also used Nastic as a broker to shop my insurance as well. And they were able to uh, save. Uh, they were able to save five to six hundred dollars uh, for the whole entire year if I went through Nastic and the broker they had. But they weren't going to be able to beat the deductible that uh, that um, the insurance the company that I have a long term the past three years with. I, I've almost got like a two hundred fifty dollar deductible with uh, where I haven't had any claims with them. Um, so yeah, so Nastic is another great place for the insurance to shop that. And he said something else about hazardous material. Uh, oh, uh, right. I was get, I was getting ready to get into that. Look, look, I was okay, getting ready to get into that. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. All right. Well, I was just going to say uh, hazardous material. Um, there's some of the negatives. The reason why I haven't now have I still today haven't haven't entertained and uh, doing it, having that on my insurance where I can haul hazardous material. Uh, the main reason is is when I got my first. Uh, my first uh, uh, audit, audit by the FMCSA when they came in and it came to my home and my office and uh, and inspected how I was running my business. Um, one of the things that said uh, they that he brought up it was an educational audit. Usually your first audit is it's an, it's an educational audit and they're not out to really hit you hard unless you're really messing up bad. And uh, we spent a lot of time together and sort of made friends with the guy and. Uh, spent the whole day together, uh, actually, and he usually doesn't take that long, but I had so many questions for him, and I talked to him so much that he didn't care to stay there and hang out with me. But uh, one of the things he brought up was about hazardous material. He said, he's like, you're not not messing with it. You're not doing it, are you? Um, And I said, said, uh, we're getting a lot of background noise from your phone, partner. Uh, Maybe your headset's a little too close. But anyway, uh, um, all right. Uh, go ahead. Uh, well, the, 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 the DOC officer said that uh, that the uh, uh, that uh, not to, that I shouldn't even bother with it because of the ramifications of how much of of how much more I would be inspected and how much more they would eyeball everything else and and be uh, inspecting me more. I don't know how true that is. That was what he told me two and a half years, three and a half years ago, and. Uh, um, so I never did bother with it because of that, and I've never seen nothing since then that's encouraged me to to look at it more. Like loads-wise, I haven't seen loads that oh, it's a hazardous load, and that load was paying so good. I w- I really wanted to do it. Uh, Rico, I don't even know if you do. You do have well, you have a reefer. You probably don't do hazardous no. material yourself, right, Rico? I don't, but um, I've heard different things about, um, you know, it's just one of those things where you really need to do a sit down and do a cost analysis on it to see if it's worthwhile to even do uh, hazmat. If you got customers that are willing to pay you a premium to do to haul haz- hazardous material, then it may be something that you want to look into because it's definitely a niche, you know, an extra thing that you can add to your repertoire that is a niche. And our good friend Kenny Long was sitting back and waiting, and he heard us talking about the authority thing, and he called in for Kenny Long to the rescue. Talk to us about setting up the authority, Kenny. Hey, Rico, Chad. Uh, hey, there. I heard you bring me up about uh, setting your own authority up on your own, and I still recommend that, but this gentleman says he's not great with paperwork. Uh, so going through a, a third party isn't a terrible idea with paperwork. 
the NASDAQ is probably one of the better organizations I found to do that. They can handle everything from insurance to, I mean, get the whole whole ball in one shot. So that's probably the way to go. I would recommend them if you really don't want to tackle it on your own. It's not a complicated process. There's just a lot of different organizations that you have to deal with to get it done. And NASDAQ will just kind of bring all the forms into one spot and get it all taken care of for you in one shot for you. So that's the way to go. Um, but on that, um, and also you said hazmat. Hazmat, for your first two years with your own authority, you're already under a lot of scrutiny as a new entrant. And a lot of insurance companies are going to frown upon that to begin with. And if you talk to your insurance company about hazmat right off the bat, uh, that's going to spike your premiums through the roof. It's, I, I looked at it, and it's, unless you have an almost dedicated customer hauling hazmat, it's usually not worth it. Of course, every situation varies. You can do your own research on it, but typically it's not profitable by the time you work in your insurance and the occasional uh, run that you might come across on the load board. They do pay a premium when they come across, but it's typically not worth the extra cost involved. Plus, it's a whole new level of paperwork. There's a lot more record-keeping involved with hazmat. Um, Being new to having your own authority, there's going to be stacks of paperwork everywhere you look when you first get started. I would recommend staying away from hazmat at first until you really get a handle on all your paperwork because there's a lot of scrutiny uh, by the DOT to start with, and uh, you really want to have a handle on everything before you tackle on uh, the high-risk stuff like hazmat. That's just my recommendation on that. No, I, I appreciate right. that. That's a good, yeah. I won't. I'll, I'll stay away from that. The only thing is, like we were in Houston, and Roadrunner has their own agents that, that tell us what's available for truckloads. Um, so they're basically saying, look, if you don't have hazmat, we'll get you a dollar sixty. With hazmat, we'll give you two ten, which is what we took. But I think if we had our authority, I could get the two ten without it. It sounds like from some of the rates I'm seeing. Uh, probably better than that right now. The way the spot market yeah. is, you'll, you'll be better off. But the, uh, the hazmat, it, it will pay a premium, but those loads are few and far between. Uh, unless you're, you know, you have a customer that you know you're going to haul that, you know, weekly or on a daily basis, it's, it's usually not worth the extra cost. You may not even be able to get insurance, depending on, uh, on your background and record and being a new entrant to begin with. Insurance premium uh, for new entrants is already through the roof. Uh, it, it might not, not even be a possibility for you right off the bat. That's going to depend on your insurance agent, but it's probably not the best way to go. Uh, could you give me a ball? Like, we pay 400 We have a brand-new truck, so that's $400 a month just for its protection. But in terms of cargo insurance to add, I was trying to figure out what it, what extra am I going to be paying with authority versus just being an IC what, for Roadrunner. What, what state are you in? Uh, Carol, North Carolina. North Carolina on North Carolina, I don't believe, is horrible, uh, but just first year, assuming you have a great driving record and, and nothing uh, comes up in your history or anything like that, uh, with just your minimums for cargo insurance of 100000 and then most brokers are going to want you to have a million in liability, you're looking at probably right around $10,000 your first year, and they're going to want uh, usually around 30% down. Okay, so 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 does it go down year two then? Are, are you saying, or is that uh, what what are you saying there? It will go down over time uh, as insurance rates. Uh, with, there's a lot going on in the insurance market right now across the board. Yeah, health insurance, and that's going to also everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I was going to say, and that's going to depend on your your DOT record as well. Your DOT record and all that is going to 
is going to starting to affect the insurance rates. And, and remember, CSA even, score. yeah, your CSA score, even warnings, if you have a, a light burned out and a, an officer just writes you a warning ticket, that goes against it, and that goes against the CSA score, and your insurance company sees that. So uh, if you have perfect, clean, everything, it will go down over time. Uh, my agent says now they're looking at three to four years before you really see a good premium reduction. Uh, if you can keep it clean that long, it's really difficult to do. As anybody can tell you, uh, even the slightest little thing is a ding on your record now. Uh, but it's, it will go down over time. And uh, you're just having getting your initial safety audit out of the way helps a lot, and it will go down. Uh, but, again, if you want to keep adding more uh, insurance, you know, some brokers want 250000 in cargo. Some, you know, if you want to add hazmat later on, I mean, it's all a variable. So you talk to your uh, NASDAQ uh, insurance rep, and they will be able to set you up give you the best deal and give you all your options. Well, well, I did talk to them, and they said, they, you know, they weren't sure what level I should buy exactly. They they, they mentioned that the entry level is about 100000 on the cargo, but they do say they did, you know, they said they're like, you can get 100000 or like two fifty. Would uh, anybody got, is there any insight on what I should start out with? You know, am I going to be generally okay with 100000 with most brokers? Okay, most 100000 is... A hundred thousand is the minimum uh, is the minimum for uh, by FMCSA rules, uh, and then for physical they want uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand. But most brokers will want one million for physical liability. That's if you wreck your truck and, and hurt somebody, something like that. Right, it, right. Over up to okay. A million. Okay. So most brokers will want that. Uh, the, the federal minimum minimum on that is seven hundred and fifty thousand, and in cargo the minimum is uh, one hundred thousand. Depending on your brokers on the load customer, they might want more. But you can add some of that stuff can be added on a per load basis if, if you needed more. Uh, I'd say 90% of your freight you can move with 100,000 of cargo insurance, and then you can always amend that for more on a per load basis if you need to. Excellent tips. Yeah, so it sounds like, yeah, I'm definitely not the person that wants all that paperwork, you know, for that. For Kind of like Rico said, I'd rather focus on the – rates and some you know enjoy my time at home and not not waste too much because it's only a more or less a one-time fee that i'd rather not wrap myself into all that stuff so that's good information appreciate it no problem all right jim kenny you have something else you want to throw in there i i did have something uh for you rico um you started off the show talking about the the trend lines and historical data and i know you keep your records and you've got this pretty well squared away so you're the guy to ask uh Historically, July, you know, the holidays behind us now, we're into the, the full-blown summertime. July and August are typically this kind of a steady but slower time of year. Of course, this right. year is nothing but nothing but uh, typical. So what are your predictions for the next couple of months through the summer? Well, if, if the previous uh, – from the beginning of this year, 2014 has been the exception and not the rule. Um, things are seem to be really turning around for the most part. Even though, uh, you know, uh, I know the stock market. I didn't look at it today. I know yesterday it got took a little bit of a beating, but things have really turned around this year as far as the economy is concerned, and, and it's really showing. And the trucking is, you know, one of the first indicators of, of what's coming down the pike. So it's one of those things where I'm not really uh, comfortable with maybe throwing out a prediction because right now it's like 
uncharted territory. It's, it's everything has kind of been off the charts as far as um, um, you know with rates and capacity and everything. It seems like more people are shipping. I don't know exactly, uh, you know, from listening to all the different stories with them, the expanding of the Panama Canal and with more freight coming up through, uh, I've heard different stories about them building more roads down in Mexico. So that now they're trying to bypass a lot of stuff coming up through California. So it's going to be coming up through the Rio Grande and, and, and through Texas on, on that side. And so I'm seeing more capacity coming out that way. So it's, it's really difficult to try and, you know, uh, rub the crystal ball and put my Nostradamus hat on and, and, and give a a prediction on stuff like that because it's really uncharted territory right now. But all the indicators seem to be pointing in the direction that it's probably going to be better than the past. Is that kind of where it's going? Yes. Off? yes. That's good news for everybody. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Everything that I'm seeing right now, everything, all arrows are pointing up. So it's really a great time if you're getting your own authority. I mean, you're getting it at a great time. Um, capacity is still at an all-time high across all segments. And even with, like you say, we're starting to go into a little bit of a low period. But I'm, I'm, but even right now, I mean, we were, we were talking about it earlier in the hot state. And it's still, I mean, freight is, you know, normally after July 4th is, is normally when we, everything kind of falls dead on its face. And it's still kind of hot out here. It's still kind of, capacity is still at a, at a really high level. Right. That's kind of what I was seeing, especially in the Georgia and North Carolina where Chad's at. Some of that stuff, I was surprised at the rates even after the 4th. So even over the over the 4th, uh, I know some people were posting on the rate per mile page that they had trouble finding freight on that you know, Thursday leading into the holiday, but it seemed like everybody, well, for the most part, there was still a lot of stuff going on. So I was I was pleasantly surprised. Right, right. We got one uh, I'm going to bring on. You, you going to hang on with us, Kenny? Sure, I'll stick around. All right, I got two calls I want to bring on. I'm going to bring on James first, and then I'm going to go to my good friend George, which I, I'm kind of scared to go to George, but I think he might have been pumping some sunshine upstairs but. <laughs> Let's see. Let's go to James here first. James, how's it going, Rick? Rick up? I'm well. I'm well. And, and hold on one second, James. I'm gonna bring. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and, and get my good friend George up here. George, you on here? Yeah. Good evening. How are you guys? All right. Well, we got kind of a little party line going on. I, I want to uh, get James. James has a question for us. Uh, I want James to go ahead and put his question out there, and, and we'll all maybe take a crack at it. All right, uh, next year I'm thinking about getting my own uh, authority, and uh, I was wondering about factoring companies. You want to throw down to help me get started? Is it a good idea, or is it too expensive? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Well, we'll all take a crack at it. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm going to put the politically, well, I ain't going to say politically correct, but I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, James. Um, factoring is... It's it's kind of frowned upon, um, but if you need to do it, if you have to do it, use it as a last-ditch resort effort um, because I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and just say that, you know, flat out, no, don't do it because sometimes, some, you know, sometimes it may be um, – there are some occurrences where it may be beneficial. It may help you out in a situation. But understand before you get in bed with any factoring company, understand what it is that you're signing up for. Make sure that you understand the rates. 
There are better that so all factoring companies are not created equal. There are some better ones out there that you can deal with that um, have decent rates. There's some that are you know understanding the difference between recourse and non-recourse, understanding the difference between the different APR rates. Um, but if if at all possible, James, I would recommend that if you could. Get a relationship established with your bank. If you got halfway decent credit or whatever, maybe get a relationship established with your bank to see if you can't get a working uh, line of credit available to you so that that way you don't have to deal with the scourge of factoring. And with that yeah. said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release the hounds on you, James. <laughs> uh, hey, James, James, it's George. Um, I've had my, well, next month will be two years since my authority was granted, a year and a half since I've been in business. Um, it, you know, if you or the other gentleman with his uh, step deck, the, the gentleman there from South Carolina, I think is going to do a great job. Um, you are, Once you get your authority, you are going to get bombarded with so much stuff. Even now today, I got another phone call. But this guy was not too much of a hound. But the factoring will, you know, jump all over you because it is a money maker for them. But if you play your cards right, it, you know, and I focus so much on direct shippers. Ninety-nine percent of mine are direct shippers. I have an agreement up front, and I can say ninety to ninety-five percent pay in fifteen days. I have some paying in four and five days, which are dynamite. But yeah. you will get bombarded. But if it's something you need to build or you're in a tight bind. You can do it, but you can put your fuel on a credit card, too, and it's going to be less than factoring. I mean, fuel is going to be your biggest expense. Yeah, when I was thinking about going through, like, uh, uh, direct shippers, I was thinking I was going to have to wait, like, uh, nine, uh, 30 to 60 days, 90 days, like that. No, like you don't want to give them that. If you got direct shippers, you do not want to give them that big of a leash. Okay. You're not big enough to you're not that you're not big enough to absorb that uh, that that big of a time frame. And and, and if you factored someone for sixty or ninety days, most factors are going to give you like a thirty day window before they want to see their money return. And after okay. that thirty day window, their rates will start to increase exponentially, and you will start to. I mean, so you, you may you even the good factors may give you like a a two percent or a three percent on the on the factoring rates, but after thirty days those things jump five, ten, fifteen, twenty percent. And you're you're gonna be paying through the nose if you give that much time and and a, and a direct shipper is generally um generally the big boys are the ones that are gonna to try to push you over as far as making you wait. Uh, I think Walmart has Walmart are one of the ones that that, that will tell you that, you know, uh, they're, they're with Walmart. We're going to be here forever, but they want ninety days. They want they want before they before they'll pay. Um, you know, as a, as a small trucking company, you, you just don't have that kind of uh, you know. You're essentially giving them a loan. You're issuing them a line of credit for your services until they pay you. And I, I don't believe that you should give no one that long to uh, you know starting out, unless you just got really, 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 really deep pockets. Okay. Hey James. So I, James, do you, yeah. Go ahead. James, do you so have I, opportunities with direct shippers? I have uh, I have about six to ten furniture manufacturers within uh, thirty miles of me. That I can do. Wow. And, and you have you have some relationships with them. Can you get in the door? Do you know people? 
I, uh, one for sure I do. I know I'm able to get a, a, a load every week out. So I got that set up already. I, I ain't worried about getting paid with them. It's just when uh, I'm trying to find stuff coming back home that I'm worried about. Well, I mean, the, the, the NMFC, which is the National Motor Freight Classification, and this is what I learned so much in the, the LTL world. Yes, I know, you know, very much people get stretched out 30, 45, 60 days. In, I, I wish I had it to bring it right up, but in the National Motor Freight Classification, the NMFC guide, it is in there, payment terms are 15 days for freight. Okay. Now, you let something go beyond that, you know, you negotiate that, well, that's okay. I mean, that's your choice. But if you're bringing direct service to them, they're going to see the value. Don't be afraid. You know, you, I mean, don't push the envelope and be, be I'm going to say cocky about it, but, you know, don't be afraid to say to them, listen, you know, you 25 to 45% of what I just charge you is my fuel. Yeah. You know, I mean, you uh, can't go to your credit card company or, or NASDAQ or whoever you get your fuel through and say, hey, can you hold off? I haven't gotten paid yet. That's not going to fly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you have direct shippers, they're really not going to have a problem, especially if you're going above and beyond and bringing them something that is better than anything that they're used to. And, you know, unfortunately, what I call the broker world. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think you can shouldn't have any problem. And when you go in and talk to them and say, "Listen, my payment terms are 15 days. Can you work with that?" Yeah. Just go ahead and set that up before I even. Yeah, that's part of your negotiation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. All right. All right. So if I if I need to go to a bank and I want to go ahead before I get started, I want to go ahead and get that line of just have that credit for backup. How do I approach them with it? Well, this well, is what right, you want right, to do, right, well, especially when you go into a when when you go into your bank. What you want to do is basically you want to you you want to put your best foot forward, and you want to go in create a portfolio. Um, yeah. When you going into your when you going into your bank, go ahead and have your last two to three years of tax returns. Go ahead and have that stuff. Um, go kind of like have your resume print it out, uh, what it is that you do, how you do it. If you got any kind of classifications or if you took any kind of classes, anything like that, get all that stuff printed up, put it in a nice little binder and everything. So when you're going in, he ain't even got to act. He ain't even got to pull none of that stuff. You, you may even want to go ahead and pull your credit report or whatever and put it in there with it. But if you go in there and you go in there, you know, uh, uh, got, got your nice shirt pressed or whatever, go in there with a suit and tie on and you go in there and you're talking to him, and you hand them your portfolio, and, you know, this is for you, and, you know, and tell them what you're in there for, that so far, will, you know, the impression that that banker is going to get right off the gate is that, you know, you're already coming in, that you're prepared, you're, you're ready for business. It kind of already sets up the precedence, and it, and it looks at you in a different light. Now, of course, you're still going to have to, you know, at the end of the day, the underwriters and everything are still going to um, rule the day. As long as, as far as your credit worthiness or whatever, but if you go in there and showing that you know you got some type of relationship with this bank already, if you've already been dealing with them, then your success uh, is more than likely going to increase. Now, uh, I recommend dealing. I don't know who you bank with, but I, I, I'm a strong proponent of dealing with local companies, dealing with local banks, dealing. You know, so if you got a local yeah. bank versus a big national chain. Uh, you know, it, sometimes those relationships and, and, and the criteria is a little bit less stringent than having to go through a, a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, and even better if you've got a credit union um, because they you understand – they they understand that 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 small businesses is you know that's that's the majority of their customers are small businesses, and they understand that. So the relationship and everything is, is looked at totally different. But as long as you go in there with all of your documentation already prepared, you already you you, you should have a general idea what is, what you're already going to have to uh, have as far as qualifications for a different loan or whatever. So if you go ahead and have all that stuff, even though they may pull it anyway, but if you go in there with it. And here it is. Here's my information. You got it in a nice little binder or whatever. You know, go spend a little time, take it down to Kinko's or, 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 or somewhere and get that stuff pressed up. I mean, th- that first impression that, that it's going to make on them is like, wow. You know, you know, go ahead and have you some business cards and everything made up, and let them know that you're prepared, that you're ready, that you're serious about business. But it, and, and, and it, 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 it separates you from it separates you from from a lot of the clients that may be coming in. Um, coming in and applying for loans that really don't have a clue. You know, it kind of gets you from first yeah. base already, puts you directly on second base. Go ahead, George. I'm going to shut up and let you get in. Go, go in as a business owner that has a vested interest and you have a ton on the line. Don't go in. I don't know how many people are on the call listening, and please don't be upset by this, but don't go in as a trucker. Yeah, yeah. You know, go in as a business owner. That's as what you are. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've got my credit union who I do a bunch with, and, and the one branch manager, Kelly, has become very good friends of mine through refinancing the house. We, for what one thing we did for pulling out equity is, uh, or for capital for the business, was pulling equity out of the house. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a spot that you can pull from. Um, don't get too used to it because it goes away real quick. You buy a trailer mm-hmm. or two. But, um, you know, they have now come to me saying, you know, handing me the card just a few, uh, few weeks ago, a month ago, saying, hey, here's our commercial person. I think you need to talk to Carolyn. And, I, you uh, know, I just need to do that. Um, I mean, they see what you do. They see your excitement. They see your enthusiasm, and especially if you bring the professionalism. Uh, you know, run with it. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Kenny, Chair, y'all want to add anything? Yeah, I've got another thing to add. This this is uh, Kenny. Um, make sure you join that motor carrier meetup page as well. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago about factoring, and the factoring companies, like George said, are going to just bombard you with flyers and phone calls and emails and everything you can think of telling you how great it is to join them, and if you don't, the sky is going to fall. And I'll tell you, it gets, it gets really old really quick. And some of them look like they're pretty enticing deals, but – you really have to read between the lines on it. And a lot of the things that they're going to throw at you are that they'll do credit checks for you. Uh, they'll throw at all the percentages or they'll give you a fuel card or they'll give you all these different things that they can offer. And anything that they can offer, you can do on your own. You can get a fuel card through NASIC. You hear Rico talk about NASIC all the time. Their fuel card is excellent, better than any of the factoring companies can offer you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did a conference call with and I posted a lot of links on how you can check credit yourself. You can go through Experian or Dunn's and, uh, Dunn and Bradstreet and pull credit reports yourself. And in the long run, even though you might have to pay for some of these services, the, the money that you shell out to a factoring company is exponentially more than what you might have to pay for a, a credit check here and there or a monthly you know, fee for a fuel card through NASIC or something like that. So you yeah. really have to know your numbers, and you really have to pay attention to your your business, and don't let these other companies take advantage of you. All right. 
All right. So, James, I hope that helps you. Do you got any other questions, anything you want to ask? I got one more uh, question. Uh, before I get my authority, it usually takes, it takes three ways to get to the authority, right? Or did I all clear? It doesn't really take that long. It, it doesn't necessarily take that long. Um, basically, when you, when you it, it's actually quick, a lot quicker than that. Um, okay. It just depends on how, you know, depends on how quickly you get your insurance and everything in place as far as getting it active. Okay, so uh, I mean, I, can I buy a, can I buy a truck before I actually got? I mean, can I get my authority before I buy a truck and just get it active after I uh, got the truck and got the insurance? Um, don't think you're going to be able to do that because you're going to have to have the insurance in order for your authority to become active. I think you can apply for it. Uh, Kenny, what, Kenny, we're going to build that one on you. What, you, what do you say? Sure, I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, depending on who you go through to, to get uh, your authority set up, NASDAQ, or if you do it by yourself, they all go through the same system. They go to SMCSA. They fill out an application. It's $300. It, you will immediately get your numbers from FMCSA. You'll get your, your DOT number. I think it takes a day or two for them to process the paperwork, and they'll give you a docket number. The docket number is your MC number. At that point, they, they process the paperwork. It might take a week or so, and you'll get an email saying that your authority is uh, your paperwork packet, however they phrase it, has been accepted. At that point, all they're waiting for is your insurance. And so you need insurance, liability insurance, and in order to do that, you obviously have to have a truck. So that, yeah. that application will stay open for years until you get okay. a truck and, get, and put insurance on it. You don't have to rush and get a truck first, although yeah. the whole process – you know, by the time you go and find a truck and buy a truck and get the truck set up and everything, your application should be good to go. And once you get your insurance yeah, on it, it yeah. should flow pretty smooth. So yeah, uh, that's what I was wondering. I didn't want to be losing money while I'm sitting there waiting on it to come through, and I got this truck payment coming up, and uh, I want to have it all taken care of. You might want to wait maybe okay. a week or two to, before you sign the paperwork on a new truck before you have a payment. Yeah. Uh, but you don't. Have, you could. You could do it now. Yeah, you could do it in a week or two. It's no rush. You can uh, put the paperwork in now, and it's just the only thing that will hold you up before it goes active is your insurance. And once your insurance company files uh, the, what is it, the 91, can't think of the form that they send up now, but uh, once your insurance company basically sends it uh, confirmation that you're covered, uh, you'll have your authority active almost immediately. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Ricky, you know, I appreciate man. what you're doing, man. Uh, it, it makes you it makes a new guy like me realize he can go out here and do this. So I appreciate what y'all doing. No hey, problem. Ryan, we appreciate your support. Yeah. One thing I want to I want to mention here, um, with regards to insurance, um, Kenny was talking about it earlier. Uh, you know, hundred thousand dollars is the cargo liability minimum. Um, if you need more, once you have your uh, relationship established with your agent, you can get a rider if you want half a million, million. Just find out the price if that's what your customer wants. Just give them a number. Um, but the one thing I wanted to mention, on your MCS 150, because this happened to me when I had my audit, if you're running, I mean, whether I run my Kentucky enclosed trailer or my step deck, I put on there that I may need to be moving vehicles which contain fuel oils um, for their own consumption. But in that situation, if you're going to move something like that that could have hazardous in it, though it's not a hazardous cargo, 
you need a million dollars of physical um what I'm looking for. Uh can you help damage. me? Physical damage, yes. Seven fifty is the minimum, but if you have a, a if you're gonna move cars, vehicles, tractors, equipment that have oil in them, you need a million because that was a hold up for me on my um audit. My F, at my FMCSA audit. Um, but while I say that, this is where I want to put a huge plug in for Rex Evilsizer. During that audit, I picked up the phone. I called Rex, got him on the phone. He said, nope, you don't need it. This is how you do it. This is, you know, yes, this is a problem. He was right there. And, and I don't want to discount NASPIC. I don't have a relationship with them. I'm working on that to, to get to that point. But boy, I don't I don't want to discount Rex. He is, he is a dynamite person for anybody getting their own authority. Boom, done. I was under five hundred dollars, finished out the door, and is still a resource yep. to this day. Yeah, Rex was short. I, I I went through Rex as well. That uh, that was a guy that, that I set mine up as well. But uh, but yeah, Rex was definitely a, a sharp and a, definitely and, and been a, a doing it what uh, thirty over thirty years. Yeah, he was doing it back when, because uh, he helped me get the dual authority. I have both uh, contract income and carry authority for the same price. Okay. So that that was, uh, yeah, and I, I didn't know that you could, I, well, that was something I didn't know that you could even do. Well, I just wonder what I missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't offer you that one? I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. It, it was a bouncing ball. I, I, you know, I went to the CMC in 2012, you know, picked up my truck in Colorado on a transit tag, bobtailing home to New York. I, I, I don't know. So much happened in about three months. I, I don't know what happened then. <laughs> so what have you been doing? What have you been up to this week, George? Nah, just trying to get some air conditioning fixed in the truck, which, you know, I know it's not rates and lanes, but one thing I want to, you know, say to people, work to build your relationships with your shops. I mean, there's plenty of people on CMC and, you know, the MPG Masters, rate from, you know, talking about relationships. Don't forget about your vendors. You know, I mean, exactly. they, you know, these, this one shop that I'm dealing with, they have a place in Rochester and Buffalo. I deal with Rochester. They're five miles up the road. Uh, third time they've been tackling the AC. And, you know, lately, he goes, listen, I'm not charging you for the labor. I haven't fixed it. But they've just been great to deal with. They appreciate me. They appreciate that I'm patient about things. They know things happen. And, you know, Rico, I think you know. I mean, you know, I'm big on on my image because I want to work to build the company. So we have the logo. We, we have apparel, T-shirts, sweatshirts that, you know, some customers get to a certain level. I give them one. Um, that, that comes from my sales side. You know, I took four T-shirts down to these guys, two, two guys in the shop, the foreman and the owner. You know, I walked out like a freaking rock star, and it was $40 <laughs> worth of shirts. Right. You know, they were like, wow, and, you know, all they needed one of them to walk around saying, hey, what is that? You know, oh, that's right, that foreman. Exactly. I moved a lot of cool stuff. You know, you don't know who it's going to be in front of, but, you know, so, but to answer your question, I haven't done anything this week. <laughs> well, I hope you get that air conditioning straightened out. Straightened out, because we you definitely uh, well, oh no, you're up in New York. You you one of those Yankees. You guys might not need it too much up that way. Us, us Southern boys. You're not. You're that, not. You're not allowed. <laughs> yeah, you're, you and Chad. You know, you guys south of the Mason Dixon line aren't allowed up here. You know, Kenny. Yeah, I don't know. Kenny, Kenny needs to come up here because of you know Elizabeth. 
I don't know, George. I might, I might dip my toe in and start running up to New York. I've been getting, I've been getting some inquiries on some nice rates coming up that way. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think you're going to come up here and want to, you know, uh, unleash a little whoop ass on me because now that I realize your daughter was not screening calls, it was your wife. Now I turned a whole other thing on with her. You're that person, like you're not so broke. I answered that you were going to take her out to dinner, and she goes, "No, I'll just take the money." So what's up with that? Hey, she just told you the truth, then, my friend. She, see, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to deny. Not going to combat that or anything. She told you the truth. <laughs> now get, get your get so, yourself up here, and you know we'll we'll hang out. We'll go out to dinner. Sure, sure thing. Well, guys, I appreciate it. anything. Any closing remarks? Uh-oh, we got one more question. I see somebody pop back in. One more question. Let me hold on. Let's see. Go back to Jim. Jim, hey, one more question. Yes. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, I was just going to ask you, as Roadrunner, you know, we can haul freight, and they take 12% if we get our own or if we use their truckload agents, 8%. I, I see you had an offer to join that DAT. Am I allowed to use Roadrunner's DOT number the way I would to through, you know, like right now I'm hauling non-Roadrunner, I'm just hauling general freight, really, off of someone, you know, off the load boards with their number to practice, is it okay if I do my month with their number, being that I'm allowed to haul freight under it? It's just that they're going to take 12% right now until I get my authority. Is that all right? Uh, you uh, may want to have you may have to call DAT on that one. I don't think so, though. I think that they're going to they're going to want you to have your own uh, your own account. Um, Roadrunner may give you uh, their blessing to, to to set up the low board. Jack, Chad, you want to add something on that? Well, we, we had someone that just did this with Roadrunner, and um, I know some – I'm getting the two people mixed up. I talked to so many different people, but we have another person that was with Roadrunner, and uh, and I, I don't, I'm don't. i I'm thinking that she was able to – that Roadrunner let her do it, or DAT. Um, it was either them or another company, but I, I do know that there was one company that let someone use their uh, – they were leased onto the company and and they got access through the through the company to be able to use that. And we have someone that's doing the same thing uh, uh, that's with Roadrunner right now. Her name's Kathy, and uh, um, so look her up on the Rape of My Masters. Her name's Kathy, and uh, uh, she she'll be able to answer that question for sure. Okay, yeah, because I was able to get a, uh, a subscription to the Internet Truck Stop. I, I joined that for a few months just to watch the race, and they were okay with that. So so if I do that. Say, Chad, if I do that, would you mind doing it? You know, I don't, I don't mind paying you even just to help me find a, a load or two, because I think I'll do better getting my own loads at twelve until I get my authority. I think I'll do better getting my own at twelve percent deduction than having the truckload brokers at Roadrunner find them for me, where they just, you know, I, they only take eight percent, but then they're keeping something also, so it's not getting, well, that, it's less. That, yes, uh, that, that's. Uh... That's what me and Kat, the, the lady named Kathy. That's what me and her. She's with Roadrunner as well, and uh, um, it's like I guess when you're with Roadrunner, you can find your own brokered loads, and uh, and I, I I sort of did that with her. I didn't charge her. There was no charge with that, uh, and uh, she wants me to here after um, I guess the first of August. We're talking about training her nephew, and her nephew is going to be uh, looking for those loads for her to book through Roadrunner. Roadrunner. She doesn't want she doesn't want to leave Roadrunner, but she wants to have more of the capability of uh getting her own loads. I um uh, she's she likes the driving part. She doesn't want to do all the looking the loads and driving at the same and doing all that at the same time. Uh but that's another person that's yeah, yeah, I'll help you out. No problem at all. 
get you through your first load or your second load if, if you need it. No problem. Well, that way, yeah, that way I can kind of practice while I'm getting my authority over the next six weeks or so. I'll already, when I jump in with it, then I'll even just be that much better off. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I got a tight schedule for the next two weeks, and I've, I'm starting to get a, a pretty good sized list of people that need to, that that's asking for that same assistance. But uh, here in about two weeks, I'll be taking. I'll be down for quite a while, and uh, during that time, uh, uh, will be a good time to hit me up on that. Okay, I'll wait two weeks. I appreciate it. Send me a private message with your phone number, and I'll I'll try to get back to you. Well, I'll, I'll definitely okay. get back if you send me your number. Yeah, and I'll look her up too. I appreciate that too. Thank you, Bob. Another 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 thing you can do. Uh, it sounds like we're getting ready to do our closing co- uh, comments. Another thing you can do. Last night we uh, um, after hell it was like way up in the middle of the night, like uh, two or three o'clock in the morning. A person that uh, used to, that he has his own authority. We were, we were doing mock we were doing mock uh, negotiation, like uh, on the on the conference line that uh, on the Ray Permal Masters conference line uh, uh, set up. Uh, it's you can call it 24/7, and uh, if someone's already on there, you can start joining in a conversation there. Um, most of the time, it starts getting busy real late at night, like after the po- after this podcast. Uh, when this ends, it'll probably start up there. And uh, uh, we had a TQL broker on there last night as well. Um, that uh, <laughs> he, he joined in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and he, he. I can see who's on there, but he was blocking his number to where I couldn't see what his who 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 the number was. And uh, we got to talking about that load that I started off with, about uh, the load that got canceled on us uh, that happened to Olivia, the load that I found for her, and they up and canceled it before they get sent us the rate sheet. And uh, we were talking about that and how angry that made me. And then uh, another person voiced their opinion about how something similar to that happened with uh, TQL. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen with uh, with brokers. TQL is big and they're more visible. And uh, But the TQL guy, uh, the TQL broker, he uh, – he, he came out and uh, and it turned into a really really good conversation. I mean, everybody had a lot of questions for him. This was a well-educated TQL broker, and uh, uh, TQL has had a black eye in the past. And uh, since it's a good time to say, you know, he's and he was he was voicing his opinion of what's going on at TQL as uh, the past two months that uh, uh, so that they they can get rid of this black eye that they've had in the past with you know because they're so big and when things go wrong it gets magnified that. Uh, Anytime you have a uh, problem um, with with one of their agents, that you can uh, that you can you can report it, and the, the, and the, when you report any of those actions, they're they're uh, stepping in and uh, and doing something about it. And another thing that he brought up that was really good, and I liked this a lot, and I didn't know it until he told me that is um, with TQL now that they've they've had a big problem with uh, uh, the carriers getting mad about having trouble getting paid for detention. Well, something recently that they've started is that you can call TQL, talk to uh, talk to someone there at TQL to put into your into your profile that uh, that your set rate for detention is this rate, and 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 whenever like if I said if I call TQL and I plan on doing this, uh, call TQL up and say, hey, my detention rate is uh, seventy five dollars an hour. After the first two hours, that that is your set standard rate. And every time TQL calls you, TQL, uh, whenever they call you and before they book you the load, they see that that you're that this is what you're as a carrier. This is what you're what you're demanding that what your requirement is for detention. If it, if it if it if it were to go in detention on the pickup or the delivery side, I didn't know, I didn't know this. And he 
he came in there and he educated us that that, that that's going on and uh it was a really good conversation he was on there for a while but it took us a uh you know it took someone talking a little bit bad you know talking about the incident that they had with tql in the past the game to come out and start talking and then from there on we were pounding away with the questions and it and it was all really good stuff i mean no no bashing it was uh him giving his feedback and uh, telling him about how brokers pro talk carriers and a little bit of that and uh good stuff i liked it a lot but uh anyway uh that conference line starts getting started around uh after the podcast and uh K- kenny does a uh a podcast as well, a conference call-in line on the motor for those that are in the motor carrier meetup group, and uh, so then it starts getting a little active. Uh, that, that, that's when people start going into the conference. Then and after Kevin's show, uh, Kevin's show, uh, um, his live shows uh, mostly his live shows, and uh, uh, that so anytime that those shows end, that's when the all-night conference line starts getting going. And anyway, last night what made it really good is the. Uh, is the mock the mock the mock negotiating like me and Rico has talked about wanting to do on this podcast? We were sort of we had a guy that was like Chad, how do you how do you go through this type of scenario when the broker does this? And they got me like so me and Olivia, uh, I think Elizabeth was there, Kenny's wife was uh, on the line, and uh, we were rehearsing how how I would play out if uh, pretend like if that person was the broker and they started questioning me how I would react to it, and he got a lot out of that, but. Uh, I'm taking up too much of your sound, so go ahead, Rico. <laughs> hey, you you on the roll there, buddy. So, uh, Jim, hey, Jim does that uh, uh, Jim, does that help you out? That get you get you squared away there? Yes, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's a great show you have here, Rico, and it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm very uh, more educated by every time I listen and, and get to talk and listen. It's just yeah, I'm very happy. Thank you. I gotta take my hand off to all my friends that come hey. along to help me out. That, that help me out as well. Uh, George, hey Rico, George, Rico, you... can I can I post can I post a question? I want to mention ask a question here. You know, you you guys do so much on the broker side. Here's my situation. You know, I mean, Chad and I have talked about it. Kenny and Elizabeth. Uh, you know, Joe and I have talked about it. You and I have talked about it. I do a lot of empty miles, although I'm compensated for them. Here's my situation. I'm doing a trip with a friend of mine leave Sunday night for Phoenix from Western New York. He's a household goods mover, whether, you know, but we're delivering, you know, two, I think it's two, maybe three families out there. Don finished our plan or his plan is deadhead home. Biggest issue is need to be home Friday because he has obligations over the weekend. That's why I do a team trip with him. He helps me. I help him. What is one? What what is or what are one? Some of my better avenues to find something. I don't want, you know, it's it's a moving van. It's forty eight feet. Yeah, I'm looking for the unique side of things. I mean, what are? Is there a good load board to target something that is going to be no screwing around? I don't. I don't want to get somewhere and say, well, it'll be four hours till we load. Not a problem. You're not going to do it. Uh, whoo. Well, you can do corridor searches. Um, you say it's a forty-eight footer. Yes. Yeah, you can do some corridor searches back, back and forth, going back to uh, when are you guys going to get empty? Uh, Wednesday. I mean, I've already got two got customers. I'm working on two moves. One is a, a it's a six thousand pound lathe from Western Nebraska, so we might deviate up to come back. But you know, that's one of my direct shippers. 
he doesn't want to pay the money, but, yeah, you know, I told him, I said, if you ship a common carrier LPL, it's going to get destroyed. He goes, yeah, I'm concerned about that. Then, you know, right. then, then, then quit messing around. Let us just move it. Um, but, you know, I mean, Chad and I have talked in the past, and, you know, I posted. I mean, you know, whether it be my Kentucky or, or Steve's trailer in this situation, I mean, we're talking more of a logistics, full-blown, you know, moving van that can do unique stuff. I don't want, you know, loads of, you know, metal castings and pasta sauce. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that one, Kenny. As far as, as far as stuff like that, unless you unless you're looking on like, uh, you know, your your U ships and stuff like that. And I and I I've I've looked on U ship before. I'm not sure exactly. I've I've heard some people say they've got some decent stuff off of U ship. Um, me personally, oh, I've never I, booked and, anything off. I, oh, I and, I, and I have I've gotten some some good stuff, and then I've gotten them to get to me directly. That's what we're searching. I, I posted on Robinson's website. I posted, you know, the trailer being available, despite it's not my truck and trailer. We just work it on my authority. But it's kind of like a unique thing, yeah. and I, you know, I mean, Chad, what are your thoughts? Well, George, I, I can't. I've seen I've seen your van, uh, your uh, trailer before. I can't. Did that have a step uh, a lift gate on the back? Uh, yeah, but this trip we're not using the lift gate. It, okay, not, all right. it, we're using his trailer. I mean, I mean, my trailer has dock leveler lift gate. Um, his is okay. just a, a forty-eight foot. But I mean, we can get it to dock height, throw a few blocks down. It's not rocket science. The the type of loads you that you're looking for, they pop up on the load board, and they're usually the loads that that stay on the load board for a really long time because not a whole lot of people. Like my operation, if 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 it says it needs twenty blankets and uh, and and twelve straps, I'll put a price on it. But my price is going to be so ridiculous that they're not going to mess with me because I'm not used to that. I'm not. That's not something that I, I mean. I got a trailer that I can use logistics post. I'll put you know two or three. But you know, you asking for fifteen? Good lord, what are we doing here? You know, I and so I'm not. I'm not accustomed to that type of uh, operation. You are. You, this is the type of work you do, and you can price it more. More realistic than than someone that just looks at that like oh, it's, it's going to take a lot of time. But uh, anyway, you're talking, and I, uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned this. Is that uh, the other day uh, I brought you up to a Pakistani guy. <laughs> uh, I was uh, picking up a load for a broker, and uh, yeah, yeah, I brought you up. He had a he uh, he he had a it was down in New York City. He had a load. Uh, uh, he had I thought it was going to be something similar to what we were doing there in Lexington, and. Uh, um, but it actually, his load in, in New York City, near New York City, is the way he explained it, was a, was going to be a power only. Uh, it was already going to, it was already going to be on a trailer. But I thought it was going to be very similar to the load we were doing in Lexington. And the load we were doing in Lexington, these people uh, were not used to dealing with uh, a, a truck and a trailer of my, you know, big 53 foot trailer and a truck coming up into their parking lot. And uh, they they were loading rugs. These were like uh, Pakistani. They call it magic carpets, uh, not rugs. So they would be carpet uh, rugs, I guess. Uh, yeah, magic carpet, and uh, and I could tell he it looked like he, the Pakistani guy got a bunch of people from Craigslist that didn't really know what they were doing when it comes to loading a truck or uh, stacking a pallet and th- that sort of stuff. And uh, and so I, I, I and I'm there in Lexington. I couldn't help. And I, I've been sitting there for a long time. I you know, and I'm watching these guys. And they, I could tell that they didn't know what they're doing. So I, I you know joined in and. Uh, 
gave them some straps. I'm like, here, you know, this will help keep it in place. Uh, I got, I carry like maybe six or seven straps in my truck. And, uh, and then I, they were, I showed them how to shrink wrap it. And, uh, anyway, this Pakistani guy told me, uh, helping his people that he hired and he, and, uh, and assisting the guy that was in charge of these people. And I guess he liked it. He handed me his business card and, uh, he started talking to me about the load that he had up in New York and, uh, and, um, and all the stuff that was coming out of, uh, out of Atlanta. Uh, he's got a, he's got a warehouse down there where a lot of these, uh, magic, where these carpet, where these rugs come out of, I guess. And uh, they're expensive, like one rug. Uh, when we first went there, I brought my wife there and my wife's like, uh, look at the rugs. And, uh, and, and the guy says, we give you big discount. You know, you haul our loads, we give you big, big discount. And, uh, and I said, honey, he's probably going to give you a big discount. Are you sure you don't want one? And she's like, and she shows me the price tag of one of these rugs that you'd put in your living room. And it was like $6,000. I'm like, no way. I don't want, you know, I don't want no rug. It costs that much. But so this is really expensive. And, uh, and I'm going, and I'm going, and I'm, uh, uh giving him briefs on uh, how to get the right person in here to move his loads and stuff. And I said, you also got to watch that a lot of these carriers only have a hundred thousand dollars in cargo and you're, you got a lot of rugs in here. And I'm like, is a hundred thousand dollars going to cover that? He said, uh, you know, this load that you're putting in here would a hundred thousand dollars be able to cover that? He's like, it doesn't even, it doesn't come close. I don't know what the value of the load was, but I, I went ahead and delivered it for him. But I, here I am giving him advice, and he tells me this. And he does a lot of artwork, so that's what I know. Uh, George, there, you've done artwork in the past. Uh, I don't think his, his artwork isn't really, really extremely expensive, but it's uh, you know each painting's probably a hundred dollars. But if you fill up a, a big 53-foot van, I'm sure that's worth a lot of money. But uh, anyway. Uh, I don't even know where I was going with that story. Anyway, I brought you up in, in that subject, and uh, I got his uh, I got his contact info. He wanted to he wanted to use me, and I said, "Well, I got this load from a broker. You know, you, you I've got this load from a broker. I can't, uh, um, you know, uh, do wrong to the person that that gives me the you know that's paying me on this load." Uh, I'm like, but uh, since you, since you like my service, you know, if you got some friends, Pakistanis, they they when they find someone they like, they uh, share that information. I'm like, but if you have someone you like, you know, that's here in the Lexington area, I can do your loads like that, and I also have contacts uh, other places that could also help you as well. Uh, so anyway, I, that's how I brought you up, George. Oh, good. Thank you. But the, anyway, I got, a warehouse, I got a warehouse in Atlanta. Well, got a warehouse in Atlanta and ships to New York. I'm coming your way, George. I got the contact. Chance is open up the gate. Uh, yeah. Well, my, my, yeah. My, 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 our, our door is open, and Kim and, Kim and I will, you know, hang out. You know, I just, I just hope you like in, uh, drinking beer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, if I, if, if, if I had a lift gate for this guy, if I had the lift gate capability for this guy, I would have been golden. I mean, he would probably have me on everything he does. He would he would probably wait on his shipments before and wait until I got there because uh, he for him to uh, he does these displays in like shopping malls and places like this where he'll set up a display of all of his rugs and try to sell them and uh, and then he'll close it up after four months and he'll move on to somewhere else uh, and they do this throughout America I guess every, all over the place and uh, but his biggest his biggest problem is getting the stuff off of the off the trucks and back on the trucks because when he put it on my truck. He had to uh, rent a forklift, and rent. then he had to turn around and rent a tow truck that would go and pick up the forklift to bring it to his place to, to put it on there. And I think he uh, just the, the forklift, the rental of the forklift and the, uh, and the tow truck cost him $600. And it was right there, just right there in town. I, 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 have you thought about putting a lift gate on your trailer? 
Uh, and to, not until not until I've seen him spend six hundred dollars on something like that. I, well, uh, yeah, the that, reason right then I thought about that absolutely. Well, the reason I mention it is that I mean my my Kentucky the list gate on there is made by M B B Michael uh, uh, Bravo Bravo um, uh, Interlift, and it's a Pal Finger company. They went through, fixed my lift gate, had some circuit board problems. They now make a lift gate that bolts right up to the, the pins that your your sliders are on. It's a slick system. I mean, installed, you're still ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000, but I'm telling you, it puts you in a different category. Oh, you know, sure. I mean, that's a brand-new uh, lift gate. And, and there was a gentleman right there. He had a tractor. Um, ah, I was a... 0304 W900 sharp looking reefer unit with the with the pal finger um, interlift uh, you know slide under lift gate. All this guy did was he pulled out of Bronx, New York, and delivered to Chinese restaurants out to Chicago, down to Alabama, all lift gate. And there's no doubt in my mind this guy made a killing. Had electric pallet jack in the trailer, and then he went home empty. There you go. Well, gentlemen, we get ready to wrap this. We get ready. We get ready to land this puff. We got about two minutes left. Um, okay. Next week, I'm going to be uh, following up. I want you guys that are on the, that are on the call and everything that are listening, especially on your downloads. Get your pen and paper ready. I want you to uh, start taking. Have your pen and paper ready for next week. Have some questions lined up because um, I'm going to be following up and I'll send out a blast to, to confirm everything. But I will guess. Uh, our monthly guest should be in the house next week, uh, Mr. Chuck Snow from Traffics, who is the CEO and uh, of uh, Traffics out of Canada. So if you have any questions about cross-border trucking or anything like that, or any questions about uh, brokering or how to grow your company or whatever, anything like that, Chuck was, is a great resource. He'll be on with us next week. Um and like I said, I'm going to confirm everything to make sure that we're, we're all solid on that. And I'm, I've got to try to track down uh, Henry Seaton because uh, I'm, I know he had, probably had a couple of things that were going on. We had a schedule conflict. But we're going to try to get the attorney back on with us, too, and we're going to try to have those monthly segments for the podcast. So we got about 90 seconds left. So, uh, Chad, anything you want to say in wrapping up? I, um, I, we, that was a good podcast. Uh, I have, I have nothing. All right, Kenny, you got anything you want to say? Wrapping up. It was a great show tonight, Rico. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks for coming, George. Anything you want to say? Wrapping up. You know, as I say in the past, I spent 15 years in sales, 15 plus years. I'm still selling every day for my own company. Uh, though I said to you, I wasn't working this week. I was out making sales calls, seeing customers closing up deals for August, but you know what, as I said to James, you know, you're going out, you're a business owner. Don't be a business owner. Don't be a trucker. God, I feel bad saying that, but you know where I'm going with this. Put a smile on your face. My God, this is a great industry. Where else can you have the fun that we have? And, and Rico mm-hmm. and Chad and, and, you know, thanks for everything you guys do. This is, this has been a blast. It's a refreshing uh, breath of fresh air. Amen to that. Well, with that said, we got about, 20 seconds left, so everybody wants you in, in, uh sending out a big thanks from Kevin Rutherford and the entire Let's Truck team. I want you to continue to stay safe, be profitable, master the journey, and we'll talk with you next week. Good night, everybody. 
Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-PUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.